me for a final four podcast from the hollow hills of new york city what's going on my friend not much not much definitely not playoff fantasy basketball for me but um yeah still still enjoying it and uh yeah yeah doing okay hoping uh, the warm weather keeps coming in new york but what's going on with you friends been you've been to the mountaintop and like you reached out to me said hey let's do like a nightly bi-nightly podcast for these championship rounds just to keep the chatter going. And I was thinking about it. I was like, it is sort of ridiculous that we're so locked in weeks two, three, four, five, six to the podcast. And then like the most exciting time of the year comes or the teams that earn it the most. And you know, most of us are eliminated, but we want to keep the hype up. Yeah. So this year has been an interesting one. I know something that we had, we had talked about maybe just like texting um, is this, this is a different year. This whole year has been a different beast. Um, but I really think we have a good collection of, of four teams left. Uh, it, it, I'm excited to dive more into it. We have some close matchups headed into Wednesday. Uh, Fergie is up by seven and a half on Tom. We got Max leading by about 35 right now against Tully. Um, what I did is I sort of projected out the week. So using last 30, using all of your lineups, sort of looked um, – in that same fashion of like fantasy football where you get a projection. I wish that our fantasy basketball league sort of did that um, with the app, but obviously that's asking way too much from this thing. So we'll be referring to this throughout. Um, We got some full lineups tonight, big injuries as well. I think the team I was looking at that's getting hit pretty hard tonight. And I want to start with the Sully Tully matchup, Sully Tully mobile. Is we got Sully out, Kawhi and Sabonis, and Tully is out, uh, Harris and Jonas Valanciunas. So two big guys on both teams. Injuries are obviously impacting how this plays out. Yeah, that's that's huge, and it, it's it's something that you know it, it is a little tough, right? That it feels like there's more injuries, more missed games. I'm sure there there are. Um, I, I saw I saw something recently that I guess this year there were like fewer injuries but i also i think there's like ways to poke holes in that stat um but we can clearly see for these matchups um you know injuries are a factor i, I i'm a little uh, happy to see that it, it seems to have hit both solely and totally pretty evenly um i maybe would take the Kawhi and sabonis like a little higher than valentinus and harris but um at least they're, they're still both able to put out a six-man lineup um and it looks like it'll be Pretty, pretty close. Um, something that I want to just, you know, focus on about these matchups that I'm really interested to see is we have, in, let's focus on Tully and Sully, where Pat has this pretty deep team, but no one that really stands out as like even a Kawhi, like a Kawhi Leonard level player, um, but really consistent just below that uh, of a bunch of players that are, can, can all put up huge numbers, um, but maybe don't 
average quite that high. Um, and then you have Soli, who I, I think took more of like the big three approach. Um, and I know there's been a lot of movement with trades, but he has Kawhi, Sabonis, and Kyrie, who are all you know complete monsters. Kyrie, at this moment of the podcast, has 28 fantasy points in the first Ooh. 28 in the first quarter. So um, these are like th- this is going to be interesting for me because it last year we did not get any closure on our seven um, seven starting roster spots and how that affects the the game and how it affects uh, the teams in the playoffs. I think the regular season it showed that having a deep team like Pat had last year and has this year too um, works well. But how does that how does that work in fantasy playoffs? I, we really haven't been able to see it work with the um, with the seven spots. So uh, I do like that. Basically, both of our matchups are kind of like deep team versus big three. Um, so yeah, that that's something I'm really interested to see. I got Sully projected at 237 fantasy points tonight. I have Tully projected at 217. So Sully's lead. According to projections, might grow by another 20 tonight. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's something that, you know, using last 30, I think, is just a, a great way to, to get a measurement on, on teams. It's, it's not, you know, it's not perfect, but um, there's no way we could be using season-long uh, averages for the playoffs. So, like, last 30 is good. But one thing that also is, is a big um, factor here in our fantasy playoffs is whose teams – are trying to get into that playing spot or, or trying to avoid the playing spot too. Um, so I think that's something that I want to dive into a little bit more as we, you know, look closer at these matchups, maybe get another pod or, or a few out um, as we work through these playoffs. But, you know, like you, who, who's motivated? Yeah. Do you know who Sully's highest L30 is? Um, I'm going to go with, I, I guess I'll go with Sabonis. Uh, who is it? De'Aaron Fox. Wow. Fox at, yeah. De'Aaron Fox, Kyrie, Kawhi, and DeMontis are all up there. Um, Sabonis is actually fourth in that ranking, but De'Aaron Fox has come on these last 30 games for sure. Um, and we'll, you, can, can Sully use – well, Sully can definitely use him, but can he survive without Kawhi and Sabonis if Fox keeps it up? Yeah. How long is uh, Sabonis out? Because I know Kawhi was, I think, a whole week. And Sabonis, I guess maybe he's day-to-day with a lower back. Okay, so he's, he's out tonight. Um, but that, that really makes his, like, big three hit the hit stride at the right time. I mean, Fox, we all knew, had the ability when we drafted it. Um, but but for him to actually put it together at the right time. And then the the wild card, who, you know, this is, this is crazy. But D'Angelo Russell coming back and having a 40-point game last game like is he gonna be able to put up 40 points or is he gonna just go right back to like the 19s i mean he's one of those guys on the tip like what are the timberwolves playing for right now they're playing for a draft pick right like i don't i don't know looking at the amount of minutes that duo gives to max every night 25 22 24 23 he's not even like putting up major minutes to get the points yeah yeah and he's He's Very one of those people going back to that like motivation, right? No, there's no motivation. Like he, they're they cannot make the playing games. Um, so really, they even if he has some big games now, like you'd have to project him out to being less and less effective um, going further into the playoffs for us. Looking at all these deep guys that Tully drafted, who's the who's the most shocking in terms of oh. production this year that you did not see coming? 
Um, I, I guess my biggest shock would be, let me look at the exact numbers, but my immediate thought would actually be, I think, Gordon Hayward. Um, he was someone that people were low on after, you know, not necessarily, uh, you know, not, not necessarily playing his best basketball for the Celtics and then going to Charlotte, which is like not a great team. And then um, it's a little crowded with like Rozier and Lamella. Like, what is that team supposed to be doing? Uh, but I, I have to see exactly what he averaged. But I know that he averaged more than I would have thought. And um, he, he's someone that surprised me. Do you, do you have any? any 30, 35 and a half for Hayward. It sucks, Pat, that he you lost him for the playoffs. Um, looks like he's out four weeks from April. Yeah, so I doubt loss. he's coming back. I mean, Chris Paul, right? But, like, I don't know why I'm ever surprised by Chris Paul's production. I guess it's it's just the fact that he's he's played so much, you know? And he's yeah. been so consistent. It's pretty – him and DeMar have both given Pat that same, like, you know, consistency. I mean, that – Older that, guys that play every night. You're exactly right. I mean, I guess, like, I was thinking of averages, but if you really – I mean, both DeMar and Chris Paul are basically averaging 40 points, and they have nearly 2,000 on the year, which just compared to other players is higher than or about the same as um, any other players averaging close to that amount. So – to be able to stay healthy with Chris Paul and DeMar, that's something, though. Now, how does that come into play, right? Like, Big do time. they – do like, DeMar DeRozan, I know that they're playing for a playing game, but um, what if they start to lose a couple games? Like, yeah. th- th- this is crunch time. The last, to- the last thing I wanted to hit on about Pat's team, Kyle Lowry coming back tonight. How much can you really count on from Kyle if you're Pat? Um – you you really can't right I can't imagine he is um he's much motivated. I mean they they, they do have a chance at the I think they're a three way tie um for the tenth seed in the East. So they are still playing for a playing game, but you have to think that they were trying to trade him. He's a free agent next like this offseason. I think he's someone that he might just coast the rest of the season. I, I don't know how much he's gonna gonna try. This is only his last fifteen. Oh, but you may not get early again. I got Sully at two thirty-seven tonight. I got Tully at two seventeen, and I got Sully walking away with a thirty-five point lead after tonight. Second Ooh. matchup: the King Tom headed for. Is this championship number four? Do you guys both have three? Uh, I believe so. That, 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 wow. sounds right. that sounds right. I think I think Tom is three. He'd be going for four. So he could go for his his little separation piece right there. But he's also up against three guys going for number one, right? And one of those guys he's going up against, Fergie. I I touched on it a little bit. I want to hear from you. Um, Fergie's probably been the hottest team of late, and I think he's got a a, a hell of a chance against Tom right here. I I mean, all right, so just when we were like talking about doing this pod um, for the playoffs, I, I took a look at the teams um, a little closer than I had at all the whole season. And Tom's – I'm sorry, Connor's team, it, to me, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I really can't put my finger on it. And maybe we'll, we'll figure out more as we look closer into it over the next few days. But Connor's team, to me, looks like a championship team. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook and, and Jokic alone, like, the, those are championship fantasy championship players. Those are guys that put up gigantic numbers. Jamal Murray going down seems to really only unleash Jokic more and 
Um, I can't imagine really having too much of a negative impact on him. He's has over 70 his last two games. Bizarre. Um, so that when you're putting when you have a star that's putting up basically two good players worth, and that's like two of the guys that we've named on Pat to like on Tully's team um, combined would be one Jokic. So like that's how much of an impact he has. And then Westbrook's been putting up. Uh, let me pull exactly, but I know he's been putting up like 60 plus. Yeah. Um, yes. And they play yeah. regularly. You yeah, know exactly. Those two guys aren't aren't. I don't think they're going to get hurt. I just don't see it. They're not going to sit. The Wizards are still in the playing game um, uh, fight, and then Jokic with Denver, like they're just trying not to fall down the rankings. They want to get that matchup they want um, in the the first round of the playoffs. So uh, I I think his team just it's got it. You know, Rudy Gobert is someone also that can put up seventy plus. So he's got three guys who are can put up sixty plus any night um that's so dangerous and and it goes back to my what i was saying about deep teams versus like big three type type of teams i think connor's the big three type of team in this matchup um not to say that tom doesn't have like firepower but um i'm looking at this and i I think you know there's something ugly about connor's team that looks like it could win oh no doubt and looking at his team though talking about what you talked about earlier with guys that have something to play for. We got Jokic and we got Gobert, two big dogs. Any concern about resting those guys or they're just workhorses, right? Yeah, so I don't see uh, Jokic at all resting. I, I don't think Gobert is even the type of guy that that is going to rest. And, like, they um, – you know, they I, – I, I forget what's happening with Donovan Mitchell right now if he's missing a few games. But um, I think it, it's lining up pretty well for uh, – for those for Gobert, Jokic, and Westbrook to all continue to play at a, at elite elite levels, and really they they could average the well, at least Jokic and Westbrook could average the most points per game for the rest of the year. I don't really um, in the championship teams like they, he could have the heaviest hitters. I feel like the Nuggets cannot possibly rest Nikola Jokic because if they do, he will come back the next day, preseason Jokic form. <laughs> I really feel like he would just go on a complete bender of whatever his vice foods are and come back 15 pounds heavier for the next yeah. game. So. He, would, he would take the night off literally and then just forget that he was an NBA player. Yeah. So uh, Mike Malone knows what he's doing. And I think that's a, that's a pretty safe area of comfort right there, um, especially with Westbrook. Looking at Tom's team, Tom's got Dane back tonight. Um, he's stacked number one seed. He's still got one ad, right? He only used one ad so far? Yeah, I think so. Um, Max is the only one I think that's used both of his ads. Connor, um, Pat, and Tom all have one more ad from last I checked. Because I know Tom sent out the SpaghettiOs. That he, that's how he was feeling. And his team's a little bit banged up. So systematic ad in his pocket. Um, yep. The, so speaking of uh, Tom's team being banged up, so I'm really concerned with Jalen Brown. Like, I don't understand why he's missing this game. I don't know if there's, like, a real reason that was published. And um, he's huge. I think he's crucial to Tom's run. Um, he's been putting up – like, he's been far exceeding his draft stock. So, if he loses Jalen Brown for – and, like, to this, like, kind of flimsy day-to-day where you don't even know whether you can drop him or add him, and that, that could go for, you know, all the way through the championship run, um, that's going to be a big one. But uh, one of the main things I want to focus on with Tom's team or really want to point out was that Zion – and Dane, who are both, you know, studs, they are both motivated too. So Portland right now is trying to stay out of the playing games. They're good enough right now 
to stay to just make the playoffs in the top six seeds in the West. Um, so they want to hold on to that. And then New Orleans isn't in the playing game, but I think they need to be. Like they need to make it. I think Stan Van Gundy has got it. I don't know if he's going to be the, the coach next year if if they don't make a playing game. There are four games out right now, and there's only 14 to play, right? Yeah, well, it's um, the top 12 teams make it. That's it. That's right. That's a heavy chase, too, because I saw Stan Van Gundy calling, uh, saying that high school basketball players could have executed the closing play better than his team did the other night. Interesting tactic. I just want to correct myself, too. I think, did I say top 12 teams? It's the top 10 teams in both. Top 10, and they're 11. They're four games back. So so that's tough. Yeah. So either that could go either way, right? If they lose two this week, then do they just start resting Zion? Um, But if they win two in a row, then I think they, they, and they start to, you know, taste blood in the water, then they, they might um, make a push for it. But that, that's a big storyline for, for Tom's team. So this is a, a powerhouse matchup that I have here um, tonight. I have Fergie with 293, coming damn close to that 300 that we all shoot for. Um, and I got Tom at 241 and a half tonight. Wow. So I got Fergie walking out after tonight with a 39-point lead. Lots can change between now and then. By the time you guys are listening to this, I'll probably be so wrong with my projections. <laughs> well, this but just you know in what? Tyler Hero is playing tonight. That that's a big one for Tom. You know, even that is a big 20, one. 20, 30 points. Like that's you're scraping. You're scraping for points this week. So that's gonna up his point total. So there you go. Um, Brendan, looking at this real quick, last thing I want to look. Can you pull up the NBA standings? Current teams in the play in games right now. <laughs> We got uh, it's six through ten, right, or seven through ten. Um, so it's heat, yeah, seven through ten. Heat, Hornets, Pacers, Bulls, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Warriors, Spurs. Who's the most dangerous of those teams? So I'm just pulling it up real quick. Ooh, I like that ESPN even blocked it off. They have a new little line. Um, most dangerous of those teams in the playoff and uh, are in the playing games right now. Um. Oh, man, somewhat lame answer, but I do believe it. I think the most dangerous team is the Heat. I think they the they, heat. Okay. they proved it last year. Their team, um, they have the wild card in Oladipo. Uh, so if Depot could even become you know remotely close to what he was, uh, Butler and Adebayo are, are amazing. I think they have the shooting around those guys with Hero and, um, and Duncan Robinson. If Oladipo can even become like like you know part of that player that we saw and really on the defensive end mostly, um, they they could they could win the East. I, I mean I, I don't I actually don't even hesitate really, especially with the Nets' current injuries. I mean, if the Nets are fully healthy, that that's a terrifying team to play. But um, I think they're the most dangerous of those eight. What what do you think those those eight? Who, who's asking for asking for the Nets to all be healthy? Man, seems like a tall order though. It, you know? They like don't even want to be healthy together, but maybe they're waiting for the, the ship. Oh, man. I thought there were two obvious choices for myself, the Mavs and the Warriors, simply because I do not want to see if I'm matched up against them. I don't want to see Steph Curry in a playoff game or Luka. Either I mean, of those guys. Yeah. Steph, though, is a one-man, like, one, and I don't even want to say show, like extravaganza. It's it's unbelievable. If you aren't watching Steph Curry and you're listening to this pod, then obviously you need to be watching Steph Curry right now. Um, I feel bad that he's on my team, not in the playoffs. Uh, I'm sorry, basketball gods, um, because he's he's unbelievable. 
and he would be dangerous, but in a playoff series, they'll take him out. They'll take him out of it. Like they, they'll, there will be triple teams and, you know, the rest of his, the rest of his team's not good enough to make up for it against these other playoff teams. Um, and then the Mavs, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think Luca's that good, but I don't know if anyone else in that team is, is that good. Right. Um, yeah. And like, you know, maybe even the, the I, I'm interested, like the Spurs to me and, and the Mavs are, are probably somewhat similar teams um, where like they'd have to rely on some guys that, to make a name for themselves to make a push. Uh, but great coaching and a championship pedigree. So, um, I don't, yeah, I, I, the West is a little more flimsy for me after the five Z with the Lakers. I think Lakers, Nuggets, Clips, Suns, or Jazz, like those are the five. I don't really see much of the other teams making too big of a splash. All right. We did that in 20 minutes. We hope you guys enjoy, and we hope we have a hell of a night of basketball ahead of us. Yep. Beautiful playoff, uh, playoff basketball before the actual playoff basketball. So. Good luck, Good luck, boys. Everyone. Yeah. Catch. Peace out.